Hey, what up, folks, and welcome to another episode of In the Area Podcast, Kakrao, your weekly source for wisdom nuggets. If this is your first episode on the show, welcome. We believe that everyone has little nuggets of wisdom inside them, and if you ask the right questions, you can unlock those nuggets of wisdom, pocket them, and share them. In today's episode, we're joined by three of the six members of the 2013 Triprop Arctic Canoe Expedition. I have Henry Cordell. Hi. Ben Woods. Hello. And Chris Martella. Hi. <laughs> These six men paddled a thousand miles from Black Lake, Saskatchewan to the Queen Maud Gulf on the Arctic Ocean. Expedition members Henry Cordell, Jess Hernandez, Andrew Hubb, Chris Martella, Kyle Terry, and Ben Woods were the first to connect the remote Dubont, Morse, and Armark rivers, and the first to document the unnamed river that runs through none of its alkalinic hills. Along the way, the team shot video and still images for National Geographic and collected water samples for the International Arctic Research Center at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. The expedition took 58 days. That beautiful, bodacious bop in the beginning of the podcast is a song by Henry Baldwin called Loonies. You can find it on SoundCloud. And just a reminder, if you're looking for that deeper digital content, we have an Instagram at In The Area Pod. So with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy another episode of In The Area Podcast. Why did you go on this trip? Would you like me to start? Please. <laughs> oh, man. I well, <laughs> I had always looked up to those kinds of trips and been learning about them. I actually never thought that would be something I'd ever be able to do or like, I don't know. Um, th- it just seemed like so out there, such a like crazy experience that I don't, I wouldn't see myself even being able to accomplish maybe <laughs> um and that kind of changed as it was approaching but um when it kind of was like kyle henry and woods that had like um they were the ones that first were uh thinking about it and trying to put it together and when they called kyle actually called me um to ask if i was down and i kind of immediately said yes wow Right, oh, right away. So I was yep. just like, "Yeah, sure." You wanted, you wanted a challenge like that. You wanted to push the limits. Is that uh-huh. true? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. seems like a badass experience that I, I wanted mean, to be a part of. Totally. Yeah, so went and it was a badass experience. Ben, was that? Is that why? Uh... Yeah, I mean, I think the fact that it was like Kyle and Henry at first that was pretty enticing. If it had been a random or a person that I didn't know so well asking me, it would have been harder to say. Yes, but uh, I don't know all the usual cliche reasons like challenge and glory and pride and <laughs> pushing ourselves as far as we could. I guess not us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wanted to go camping. I didn't really want like anything <laughs> else. Just ha- hang out and d- do something. Wow. Do th- something different. And... Do you feel like people make a bigger deal about this trip than you ever felt about it? Like, yeah, I, th- I think it's overhyped. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, but it's not, it's certainly not casual, right? Like going that far for that long, that's not casual. I wouldn't say, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like most people look at that and they're like, that's, it's a long way to go. You kind of have to want something different for yourself, right? Yeah. I, 
I, I kind of disagree with Henry, actually. <laughs> Am I allowed to disagree? <laughs> yeah, please. I, mean, I think yeah. we need as much disagreement. I think as it was. I think it was appropriately <laughs> hyped. Uh, I think it was like a significant accomplishment. Not to say that, like you know, I think that any anyone with like a certain drive could could do something like this. Like it's not it's not about us, but I do think it like collectively what we did was was impressive. Um, I don't know. I, don't I think agree. You can, I don't think you can take that I, away from from yeah. from what happened. Um, yeah, but but I but like I said, I think I think I'll, I'll, there are tons of people, tons of cooch guys, and Ogichi girls, and and people could could do something like this um, if the chemistry of the group is is right. Um, but I just I, I do think like it was a very long distance. Um, mm. It's a long time to be out there. I I love being on canoe trips, but it was definitely the length of time being out there was was challenging. Oh, man. Agreed. Agreed. Were, were, did you guys have any reservations going into the trip? Any, any, any like big, like, uh Oh, like maybe I'm not so sure. Well, I, for me, the big thing was I didn't want to get anyone hurt. Um, wanted to make sure everyone was healthy and that we were able to like survive. Yeah. Something, something actually Marty and I were talking about last night. I think, uh, I don't know if Henry saw this way, but I think Henry like carried a lot of the, the weight of the responsibility of the trip on his shoulders and mm. took it very seriously and was concerned about things that were happening, but also maybe days out or weeks out. Um, he knew mm. the route very well. He knew like what we were facing, the knowns and unknowns and, um, carried a lot of like, I mean, I wouldn't call it stress, but like definitely was, was, was worried. And you can call it stress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which actually made it like, you know, I think having someone that that had that role made it almost easier for the rest of us because he was mm. he was in that role. Right. Mm. So. Wow. And so, did you when did you ever feel at ease? Like, were there moments that you felt at ease, or was it a constant stress of like, I hope I want this trip to go well, and I'm nervous that someone's going to get injured, not eat enough, get hurt in some way? Um, yeah, I, I was stressed sometimes, but other times I was having a good time. So yeah. Nice. So there were moments of peace, moments of relaxation. It wasn't. Yeah, for sure. Nice. Oh yeah. Jeez. Do you guys remember? I, I just thought of the like right before we were about to leave, like when we had a meeting with like some of some of the people at camp, including like Bugsy, Ron Coleman, and he's. I remember like specifically a quote from him, like he, someone asked like how we were feeling, and there was just some like silence. It was like maybe the day before we were leaving, and then Ron was like, "I bet your buttholes are clenched real tight right now, or something like that." Do you, <laughs> Do you guys remember that at all? He he definitely said something like that. (laughs) I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Did you you have a tight butthole at that time? Yeah, my butthole feels pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. But like, probably not as tight as Henry's. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Were there any especially challenging moments for you guys on the trip? Another thing that I have have mentioned to Pari, my wife, uh, over the years is that – like going into the trip, I was very nervous about being like the the weak link, like being the weakest member of the trip, and I like didn't want to let down the group. Um, and so I think that like my way of compensating for that was to be like 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 push everybody really hard and pretend to or or force myself not to feel any sort of weakness or like be hungry or be tired or whatever the situation was toward the end of the trip. I was like, you know, pushing really hard to, to do this, uh, extra paddle along the ocean. Um, and I think a lot of that came from like my initial, like desire to not be seen as like the, uh, the weak member of the trip. And so it almost like 
you know, reversed. Um, and I became like the, the guy who was kind of pushing, pu- pushing and perhaps too hard. And I, and I think that that like was a, a constant, like internal struggle for me. I think everyone had different internal struggles, but that was wow. for me, that was a big one. Um, and it sort of manifested in a way that I wouldn't have expected. Totally. Just not just wanting to be that strong member for the group. You know, it's such a, such a team endeavor, you know? Yeah. And I think everybody, um, everyone had like a very different role and I think all those roles were different and some of them, you know, um, yeah. 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 Um, do you guys, I, do you guys, did you guys see that at all? Like different roles? No, like that, that yeah, I I've was never like, heard oh, you that, say that. No. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but did you, no. does it make sense? I guess in retrospect. Or in yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you're really <laughs> pushing <awesome>. hard. Was <laughs> I? No, no. <laughs> I think we all were. No, I feel like it, we had the mindset of that, yeah. like the canoe tripping mindset of camp really like ingrained in us. Yeah. And I feel like it was warranted because like it was such a long trip that we had so many unknowns involved. Like we wanted to make sure we were making good time because we didn't know how it was going to look further down the line. So, um, but because of that, it was definitely like, we're supposed to like live in the moment and not think about like point A to point B, but like it felt like a lot of point A to point B stuff. Wow. A lot of, a lot of, time. of the time. But at the just... same time, I don't know, it was, it was still great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot yeah. of time. Did you feel um, like a specific identity? Like Ben was talking about, you know, you everyone goes on there and they, they start to em- encompass a certain role. Did mm. you feel a certain, like a like an archetype? I don't know. What was my role? Uh, you, were, you were exceedingly positive. Oh. Um, as, as you always are, but that, that was like a, a very important role. Um, uh-huh. and I mean, everybody did different things. I don't want to like box anybody. Yeah. In, totally. But, totally. But, but Chris was like always positive and just, I don't know, never faltered. Wow. Mm. Beautiful. Lovely, I love that. Would you, do you agree with that, Henry? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> did you feel any sort of role either? I mean, you must like feeling all the pressure to, for the things to go well. Did you feel in a sense like a trip head or? Uh, yeah, maybe, I, I guess so. I think because I, 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 I think I lined out the, the route or as the one primarily doing that. Um, so I think, I think I did feel a greater responsibility for that. Um, and when we got to this upstream portion, I was like really excited that there, that there was water flowing in the Creek. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. like we didn't really know if there was going to be water there or if there was this other route that we should take. Um, so yeah. Um, Henry, I, I remember uh, something that you actually shared with me before the trip that was super helpful to me on my trip was uh, take care of your feet. Oh, yeah. Um, you, you really, Henry really made sure that I took care of my feet out there. Did you, did you take care of your feet? Because uh, <laughs> I know I, that I, I did not. <laughs> wow. Henry's yeah. feet were a problem. Oh, yeah, really? Problem. <laughs> yeah. I, I, at one point, we were um, walking upstream. Are we, uh, I guess we were. <laughs> We'd been, we'd been going upstream for a while, so I think my feet were pretty tender and my boots were broken. Um, and then we had this point where this is uh, on Dubont Lake and the uh, generally there's water in it, but the, this time there wasn't much water. So we ended up dragging our boats through super shallow water and I was doing it barefoot and my, I think I had frost nip or something like that on my toes. My, my feet got uh, super, they're super inflamed and really painful for that night. Um, so that, that was a low point for me, really frustrating. Um, 
That was Gary Lake, I think, right? Oh, what did yeah. I say? Upper you Gary. Said Dubon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary Lake. My that bad. was a crazy day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we were paddling in the in in the middle of a humongous lake and the water just like disappeared and we were we were like standing on like sand that was like six inches below the surface of the water we were actually i think we started that day sailing Uh uh-huh yeah Yeah, we were sailing it's gonna be a huge day this bottom of this bottom bay of gary lake into like the main area and it just turned into like shallow like six inches of water like our boats were just suctioned down to the sand we eventually we portaged on this lake we portaged to shore we poured i don't know like how like it was like maybe like yeah, it was pretty Half surreal. We like were like, like in the middle of this ginormous lake, walking, standing there. Wow. With yeah. like our gear. Yeah. Oh my, those heavy, those freaking heavy ass packs. Yeah. Well, it was, it was like, day like 40, day, like 40 yeah. something yeah. at this point. So. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> that was, uh, remember like how we, that was, I mean, this is a low, this is definitely the lowest point of the trip, I think, for me too, <laughs> mentally. Mm. Um, not, un, not like, or, like both both because it was like so awful like just like we had been doing so much dragging at this point like we had just finished like our uh, upstream section which was like glorious and amazing really fun but like also crazy and like dragging upstream for over a week Mm. then the morse river that took us into gary lake like that was pretty shallow so we had to drag pull over here and there kind of I'm pretty sure like it was pretty shallow here. And yeah. There, right. Low water was a, a theme yeah. of the trip. So we got out of it. I was like really stoked to just be paddling on a big lake again. Like we had a tailwind. We were sailing. Right. It was great. Ripping tailwind. And then we just like are like see this sandbar out here. We're kind of like avoiding it. And then eventually just have to go into it. And then we just start having to drag our boats again. Oh, like on this in the middle of this huge lake. And I was just like this. That was like the what the fuck are we doing moment for me. Wow. Yeah. So we, t- so Marty and I talked about this <laughs> yeah. later. Like I think not even till the end of the trip. But was it was it was it later that day or was it after? We I don't think the we talked trip? about it on that day. But that was, was like yeah. so we so Marty and I had uh, we we were always the fastest boat uh, because we're the strongest. <laughs> um, Henry's nodding his head in agreement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah Kyle just texted me. And said that's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we were, we were, so we'd always been the fastest boat on the water. We did have an 18 foot boat, which tracked much better in, oh. in wind. Oh, and, interesting. Yeah. So minor factor. We were fa- We were pretty fast going upstream too. I feel like we, we were, were just like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we were the strongest. We're the yes. Um, but, but that one, that one day that we were dragging on, uh, on upper Gary, um, we were the slowest and we were just not moving very far and our boat just felt incredibly heavy. And I remember like thinking like Marty is not trying hard <laughs> like marty's just not like pulling his weight like he's wow. just like I'm, I'm doing all this myself and later we talked about it and, and marty had the exact same i feel like the opinion exact of me. same way. Oh like, what God. the fuck like ben isn't doing shit oh right my now. gosh <laughs> and it was just that it was just that heavy like it, wow i, I think it was because since we had the bigger boat and it was heavier it was like suctioned even more yeah. to the sand and just so we were both like dragging it like crazy and just not like incensed at each other like did you in think our about minds. saying anything i i don't, I don't know I'm, no 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 i don't think so yeah man. but yeah that was definitely a, lo- a low point yeah totally yeah. and then we Jeez. got to the shore and we still had to portage quite but a then lot, do you remember i i really enjoyed our portage with just a little our packs our packs were pretty like relatively light compared to had they had been mm-hmm. at this point and when we like walked beside but i remember like specifically talking about like one of my like I love like being in a boat with Ben for the trip because we talked a lot about his Cambodia experiences. Whoa. Um, Just a brief overview of yeah. what did Ben do in Cambodia? Can you mind sharing? What did you do in Cambodia? <laughs> uh, so I moved back from Cambodia about three years ago now. I uh, lived there for seven years, worked as a 
reporter and editor at a, a newspaper over there. Um, yeah, met, met my wife over there. Wow. Yeah. Damn. So we still go over there once Incredible a year place, yeah. for a few weeks. Super yeah. cool. So, yeah, there you go. And you guys would talk about that in the boat? Not in the So at this moment, we decided to port it to shore <laughs> in the middle of this huge lake that we were yeah. standing on. <laughs> um, and so we just port, like, I think, did we just, like, do we do the canoe first or leave the canoe like where it was? It's kind of like, you could, well, it'd yeah. be cool to have a picture of that. Like, mm-hmm. we do, we, we did do have we like, have a, I think we had lunch. Like, in we the have a picture. Of the yeah. There's like a one with me and Kyle chest bumping with the boats just like sitting there on this. And everybody's just yeah. standing lake. in the middle of the lake eating lunch. Those are and, some good ones. And did you guys see a lot of wildlife out there? Like, was it, uh, was it pretty abundant and, you know, wildlife? Yeah. It was a lot of Arctic wolves, which were cool. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jeez. And an Arctic wolf is just a white wolf. Like, what is an Arctic? What exactly? It's a it's a big a big white wolf. Wow. Yeah, they they were cool. they were pretty impressive. One came really close to our camp. That remember that? I think mm-hmm. maybe our last sighting of one. We saw oh, one. Like... We saw one pooping. Oh, really? oh that's fun. <laughs> did you we, did you guys have any fear of these wolves, or was it very much just like a, I see you, you see me, we're good. <laughs> I think our I think the time that we it was I think it was pretty early in the trip that we were camping and there was one on the opposite shore. I love um, that one. That must have been on the Dubon so River. Yeah. Um the, it was definitely like walking up and down the shore and I don't know, it makes you uneasy. Uh that one that first one we saw was huge too. I Humongous. remember it was like it was like the I size of a small horse. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> A hunker hauser. Yeah. I did think it was like a polar bear, but I like first glanced at it or Whoa. something like that. Yeah. yeah. We but saw was, some I mean, we saw some uh, caribou uh toward the end, but no no big herds like like Jeremy saw on his two thousand seven mm, trip. Yeah. Um mostly like smaller groups or stragglers. Um, we saw some like kind of sad looking adolescent caribou like walking by themselves. Wow. A lot of birds. Mm-hmm. Do you guys did you guys bring any books on the trip? That you that you were able to read from beginning to end. Oh yeah, uh, I brought a few. The only one I can remember right now though is the road, Cormac mm, McCarthy. Whoa, yeah, nice. One of my favorites. Was yeah. that the first time you'd read it on the on the trip? I think so. That's or maybe wow. or maybe someone no, else you, was reading. You had Blood Meridian. Uh, mm, I think I read you? Blood Meridian at camp before that wow. before the trip. I remember you. Well, someone had it, and I was reading it. The mm-hmm. road is an intense story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't read it. I'm scared to read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, you should. It's really good. It's. You haven't read it? No, I'm I'm oh. honestly too scared. Like I, I feel like it's gonna I'm gonna break down. It's great. I made Pari read it. She was not happy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't happy because of like how like sad and she just yeah 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 yeah. So. <laughs> the road. Can you give a brief summary of what that book's about? Uh, sure. It's a, uh, a post-apocalyptic survival story. Father and son making their way through a barren, violent, scary landscape. Yeah. Why do you think you brought it on this trip? Mm. Uh, so I like Cormac McCarthy. I've read a lot of his books, and I think that I just had never gotten around to reading that book. I'd actually seen the movie before reading the book. Mm. Uh, the movie's pretty good, but nice. the book is the book is great. Wow. Yeah. So, and then Marty, I think you brought uh, Archie Dreams. Yeah. So we talked about Archie Dreams yeah, on the did. last yeah. podcast That's a little a bit. One. It's let's, great. Let's talk about it again. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of that lake that we've hated um gary lake although it was a great lake eventually like we had some cool uh, there's a cool campsite on it later on um but uh (laughs) in arctic dreams i remember reading earlier on and like i I finished i think it was like the it was the first book i read maybe um and he name drops gary lake um because it's uh 
the it's where like there's a line of latitude that goes through it that um is like the point like where um at on the summer solstice that's like the the furthest south that where like on the summer solstice that is the day that the sun doesn't dip below the horizon mm. and he talks about that and then like obviously further north like it it also for, doesn't dip below it the also does <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but it's di- for longer than the summer so like yeah. for days surrounding that and stuff like that and then like obviously it's, but but like so that and that's still below the, cir- the arctic circle mm-hmm. i think right yeah because we that was like in our mark lake oh. but uh so i was really stoked about that and i wanted to make sure like i did like there's no it's gary lake's a really big lake so yeah. it's a significant like landmark so like it, it was that's what he was talking about but arctic dreams yeah got Tough some great life. shit in there Man. Yeah, uh, I, I remember before the trip, Ben's dad gave me a book um, about the Franklin expedition and all these early explorers trying to find the Northwest Passage, and everyone like goes up and they get stuck in the ice and everyone dies and they have to eat, uh, <laughs> wow. eat, eat their boots <laughs> and seal skin and stuff like that. Uh, so that was pretty inspiring <laughs> before before we took off. Wow. We also didn't, wasn't there also a book about like sort of recent Arctic expeditions that we read sort of almost more for reference, but there were a lot of people that died in that Mm. book. Mm. Expeditions from like the eighties and nineties. And do you know what I'm talking about? Um, Cut this part out. (laughs) (laughs) Cut this part out. Another, another one is uh, what about conflict on the trip? Cause we definitely had conflict on our trip, but I feel like when you're out on a trip of this length, the stuff is going to come up. So I'm curious, did you guys have conflict? And if you had conflict, how did you guys resolve it? Mm. <laughs> there was no conflict. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> no comment. You want to talk about this, Henry? I mean, you had the most conflict. Henry was the most contentious that's, individual. That's, that's a joke, by the way. I don't know. I don't. There wasn't like anything. There was like some points of like disagreement. Yeah, there wasn't much lingering conflict. We had a we had a pretty good system where we would do like highs and lows. At the end of the day, we would just Mm. sort of, you know, uh, take Mm -hmm. turns talking about our high point and low point of each day. And I think that was a good way just to express any frustration, kind of get it out of your system. Um, I don't think it worked a hundred percent, but I think it was a, a good way of like stating that like you know this was something that pissed me off today but like it's part of today and it's not gonna mm. come with me tomorrow i guess mm, i love that so i think i don't remember did you introduce that system henry i don't know i don't remember yeah. it was i think that was something that the harrison's trip did yeah and i thought that was like, great we I, just wanted to incorporate it i think that was like yeah. really 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 helpful i know oh, yeah. ogichi oh. does something like that on on most of their trips like a grateful circle where they kind of talk about what they're grateful for but i thought i think this was really um yeah, helpful, but mm-hmm. yeah, conflict was. I mean, we we all, not to be cheesy, but like we all like lo- love each other, you know. So like, yeah. I don't think anybody like, I don't know, carried too much frustration with them from day to day. Wow. Do you, do yeah. you hear that, Marty? Like, not a lot of spillover, you know, negative sentiment. You know, if you if you had something, you would be able to voice it that evening at the highs and lows. Maybe talk through it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like we didn't even really do that much talking through stuff. Like even like no, it was just kind of you kind of ex- expressed it, and that was Maybe. it. Maybe yeah. yeah. One like thing that we were had to like 
decide on that was like a more like one of the longer like not arguments but like conversations maybe yeah was like whether we were going to paddle the ocean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. wow but, we, we took a vote so can you can you explain what that what what that situation was so there's this like big body of water called the arctic ocean that we ended up in which is um we're like, <laughs> which we were going to maybe paddle on for a little bit, hugging the shore after the, our, the Armark Delta that we finished on. Um, and it would have been like two or three or maybe four or longer. I feel like, yeah, something like that. Um, of, and so arguably a dangerous endeavor, um, yeah. really dependent on weather, like factors that were out of our control. It would involve like paddling along the shore, but like thinking about tides and stuff and also needing fresh water. Like we'd have mm. to go into like get fresh water from like sources, streams, streams yeah. that were yeah. coming out into the ocean. We like wouldn't, we would like, that was kind of an unknown, how easy that easily accessible that would be. Um, and then obviously weather could like, if weather struck, it could really make the waves pretty scary. intense and oh, scary. Yeah could be could face bear issues i don't know were you guys Maybe. planning on doing the stretch before the trip like was that the termination point established the established termination point i think we were kind of leaning toward it but hadn't like made a full decision but okay it was it was just like i mean in retrospect it was like a very ambitious undertaking with a lot of unknowns at a time when we were all very tired and very hungry and yeah i think the the correct decision was was made even though i was on the other side of it at yeah. the time mm-hmm. i was in favor of of uh, paddling on the ocean, but I think, but we were so hungry. I mean, and the, the great thing about not paddling on the ocean is, you know, knowing we had a, a, an end point that was closer at hand, we were able to start doubling up on our meals. And I mean, at that point we were, we would have consumed as many calories as our bodies would have been able to take. So we were, we were pretty hungry. Um, that was a big, yeah. So it was nice that we figured Yeah. We kind of figured it out like in the beginning of the armor, kind of like we still had a, like maybe about a week left and yeah, it was it, what's funny about the way it, it was it was discussed was I thought this was funny was how like Kyle and Jess had that one morning because we kind of like had we rotated like who would cook breakfast in the morning and like got up early which I never did. <laughs> I was, never cooked breakfast. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. There were three guys that wanted to. Were you. One I, of them? I always like to cook. Yeah. I think it was you, Kyle, and Jess. Like we're the ones that like were into the idea of getting up early to do that, and then we didn't. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm not. I'm a. I'm not an early riser oh, no. by any yeah. means. Yeah. So You're I was either, happy Zach. to. No, I'm not either. Remember, remember, I picked you up in the big boat one time, and you were still sleeping in your. Tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> all getting edited. Sur- out. No. That's, that's <laughs> okay. Surveyor's Island. Yeah, yeah. No, no, well, no. yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for that, and we can get into that in a separate podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um so kyle and jess both were cooking breakfast this morning and made like a delicious like oh well it was like oatmeal cream of wheat or so as <laughs> delicious as you can make that yeah. but like had like made it like kind of a garnish of like almonds Ooh. that they had like sliced up and like some dark chocolate that they had sliced Ooh. up their own so we had these dark chocolates every day i think we talked about in the last yeah. podcast these like little mini things That's as a little stuff. dessert you know pick me up and they they like gave up theirs for the day and chopped them up and like had like a little dark chocolate almond like topping on our cream of wheat for the morning that and like just so presented good. them to us and then we're like well guys we want to discuss like this end of the trip thing sweetening I thought it was like a little a little like bribery prime me up a little bit yeah yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> oh man. And I was actually listening to a podcast recently that was talking about the importance of like little dopamine hits when you're doing like an endurance event. And uh, I was, I'm, I'm just wondering for me on, on the trip that I did, it was the, the carrots that I would look forward to are like the snacks during the day mm-hmm. and then a hot mm-hmm. meal at night. Mm-hmm. Were there certain things during the day that really were motivators for like pushing and, and just p- pushing through the day? Yeah. Yeah, we were always pretty hungry, so food was uh, something to look forward to all the time. Yeah. And the dark chocolate nibs for you, and were those the things that you looked yeah, forward those, to? Yeah, those were good for yeah. sure. We would a- also, any food. We would also get like a little handful of, I think it was like 10 unsalted almonds. <laughs> which like, Why did we get no, unsalted? Which like, which like, like, that's sounds, so dumb. Sounds like the, the like most unsatisfying <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the time, it was, it was like amazing, and people would like keep them in their pockets and like no eat way. one like every hour or something oh or, or, or save them. that <laughs> I had immediately. Um, or, or, or save them like and uh, eat them in the tent at night and stuff like that wow. or, or wow. Eat, you... eat it with like a little bit of chocolate um <laughs> but it was amazing how your standards for like what counted as a satisfying snack that, changed that's hilarious so that's funny I, like that was i feel like hub and i talked about this like we andrew hub the yeah. uh, one of the other people on our trip that um <laughs> we, like why did we get uh, like unsalted almonds like we could have easily just gotten like the delicious ones <laughs> And then also, so this was another, this is one that I always thought like as, as another like little care, it was, uh, especially like on the upstream river section, this is when we kind of like really started it into our re- routine, I think, um, was like at like four o'clock. Cause we started like, we were kind of like at the point where we just want to like get through as much as we can. We'll take, we'll get where we can. Cause we're just like pulling our boats upstream. Like we don't know how, don't really want to like set it like a like a target for how far we get just like you m- m- treat it more of like a work day like right nine to five except not nine to five whenever we wake up right whatever earlier, the times are about six. Yeah. more time based um but we would say like okay at like around four we'll have a hard candy break oh, and nice. so that was like the thing to look forward to that and then we'd have that and then we'd start to just look for a campsite like idly oh, like, got it. like within between four and five like just be that like was on the, the lookout that was the routine and then we knew that was like the end day end for that day which is re- that was really helpful for yeah. that kind of thing i think marty talked about this on his episode uh previously but uh this the snickers bar also was like yeah not only like a great motivator but also a, a source of amusement because we uh we had snickers snickers day and then snickers day eve and then <laughs> snickers day eve eve <laughs> because we had a snickers bar like i think it that's was every, exciting was, yeah. was it every every Holiday three days that happened every four days so every every four every, days you i think would it was, have, i think we had every three, three days every, every three, three days you guys would have a full in uh, a full snickers bar a right not, not bar. like the which snack is size. Yeah. you know which but is yeah, yeah foot long but, but the idea that you were like getting excited <laughs> about it like 48 hours in oh yeah that's amazing yeah that's amazing it's yeah. crazy. It really was though. Yeah. Like it was something, oh. like, it's something to look forward to. Oh, man. It was so funny. Food food was a big uh yeah, with no with no resupply or anything like that. Food food was a mm-hmm. a challenge. Yeah. We all lost a lot totally of weight. And it, and it was it felt just like self imposed cruelty almost. Like oh. we were like, we, we we have to make this food last as long as possible. Yeah, those those days in the middle, probably like forty to or yeah around day 40 i would say where we like didn't exactly know how long we were going to be out were the hardest for me in terms of food Mm -hmm. because we like knew we were we had a ways to go but we didn't know exactly how long it was going to take to get to the end um and like is this going to be are we going to be out for 70 days so we had to play it pretty conservatively with what we ate and those days you would you know look at breakfast or look at dinner and just be like this is not enough food um Yeah, and like eat breakfast, paddle all day, think about food the entire time. Jeez. Like make camp, like go to bed hungry. Um, so 
It was, yeah, it was definitely tough at moments on the food front. Yeah. Oh. And, and another going kind of going back to, uh, something I said earlier, um, about sort of overcompensating for my own, I don't know, concerns or whatever, like was w- related to food. Like I know like Henry and Andrew, like talked about food a lot and like talked about, you know, restaurants they were going to open and, you know, sandwiches oh, nice. they were going to yeah, yeah. make and stuff like that. And for me, I like knew that if I thought about food too much, I was going to just lose it. So I would right. just like try to block it out completely. So I think everyone, everyone like had different ways of coping with that. That's so interesting. And, yeah. and I think they were all just like different coping yeah. mechanisms. Um, wow. but for me, I just like didn't want to think about it or hear about it. Um, yeah. Wow. But I feel like I tried hungry. my best to have that mindset. And then there were points where I'd like just go just fucking like send it with food talk. Like I feel like we've done a couple of <laughs> times where we just like allowed ourselves to just go to town on just wow. talking about food. Oh man. Which maybe wasn't a good idea. Yeah. But like it well, maybe it was needed. Different coping mechanisms. I, I, I think that's a good way of putting it, totally. Because I know when you're when you're most hungry, sometimes it is almost like filling to to talk about the meal that you would have, the restaurant that you would open, and you know exactly you know what would be on the the plate that you'd be eating. But uh, at the same time, you're also drawing attention to it, you know. And, mm-hmm. you know. and something that just makes me think about is like how lucky we are to not be feeling that every day. Like I just imagine about like just like how privileged we are to not because, and then like thinking about that, like we've experienced that, like imagining having to go to school and like focus on, on school and shit and like there's so many kids out there that are just experiencing that on a day-to-day basis and it's yeah well said mm-hmm. so yeah that was just another and i i think that one that thing that made the trip like n- not <laughs> easy but like manageable was the fact that we like did this to ourselves and we knew that there was an end to it so yeah. like whether it was physical suffering or being hungry like it was all tolerable because we knew that there was like an end point that like at, a, at some point we we're going to get picked up by a plane and like flown back to civilization and be able to eat as much as we wanted and do whatever we wanted. And yeah. So I think that that, that was, that made it all like manageable. I think Wow. Um, it makes any kind of expedition like this manageable. If, if you feel like there's a high chance of survival, like knowing yeah. that, knowing that it ends. Exactly. And so it's just not the same as, you know, like m- my wife, Pari, for example, like grew up in a refugee camp on the border of Cambodia and, and Thailand. And like, Sometimes I find myself talking about like how hungry we were on the Arctic trip, (laughs) but like that was completely self-imposed, you know, and it just like pales in comparison to like actual long-term suffering where you, where there's just like a big question mark at the end. Like, am I going to live or am I going to die? Wow. So sorry not to get too too, I love that. I love that the real world lessons that come from the Yeah. Mm -hmm. Super privileged position to take this trip and do this thing. Just like go out for fun yeah. in the woods. But I, but I do kind think of pointless thing. I do think that that's like something that's a, a positive of any canoe trip is that you do get a taste of deprivation and it does make you at the very least appreciate what you have on, most of the time. Oh, I love um, that. and so even a, a one week trip with preps or a 10 day trip with juniors, like you, you are experiencing hunger, you're experiencing physical difficulty and you go back to camp or you go back home and you're like, life's like pretty good, pretty easy. Comfortable in comparison. Com- comfortable. Yeah. That's why camp is so amazing and important for the people that we serve. I feel like, like uh, often, like it can really self-imposed uh, yeah. like struggle. Right? Yeah. That wouldn't happen in yeah. everyday yeah. life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did was at the time was this the hardest thing that you had ever done up to that point? 
and maybe maybe even t- still today, like was this the hardest thing that you guys have ever done? I think our our Lunon trip afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, our our, our like trip with uh, twelve and thirteen year olds the year after that Ben and I took was the hardest. Oh my <laughs> there were definitely sections of the Lunar Hunt that were harder than anything that oh we did, on, did on the Arctic trip. <laughs> That's a, what, what, what was it? What was it that made the, it's like some moments there harder than? Uh, so it was a trip that hadn't been done in a long time, and there was this portage. You're supposed to sort of portage this log old logging road, and then portage across the road and then continue on. And we, we couldn't find the second half of the portage. Um, and we just searched for it for a long time. And then really what was left of the portage was just this like cedar swamp, um, with no trail, just a few it's bl- old blazes. Like a tornado had gone through it too. Like oh they're just like yeah. all the, like, and I mean, not actually, but like, it seemed yeah, like, that's it, what it, looked like, like. it looked, so. it was just like, in, like not at all. It was, it was like, like it was like a overgrown thing, a long portage, but also just like unwalkable. And so you basically were just like crawling over stuff and pushing the boats through the trees. And it's like, like portaging through a spider web. Um, and it was, it was, it was pretty brutal. Um, yeah. and, and we were also lost in the middle of it. And that the fear yeah, of like being to, lost was kind of ooh. intense. Yeah, we pretty much, Oh, we did. We, we'd still, so we camped there and we still, we'd still ended up finding it that night before we actually went to bed. Right. Yeah. yeah so like, at least there was that, but like we were just camped in the middle of this, Portage that was not. Yeah, like, we camped. We camped on the logging road, and actually, the day the day that we camped there, we had. Sorry, this is like a long story, <laughs> but um, we thought we like found the second part of the portage, and we got, and it was like getting dark, and we were like, okay, we're gonna get on the water and like find a campsite, and so we got all the gear and all the kids like up the road quite a ways, and then went down this trail that was just like the wrong trail, um, and we put our boats in the water and we started paddling. We just got to the end of this pothole and it just wasn't the lake that we thought it was. Oh, and it was just bummer. devastating. And so we like, that is it, so it was really demoralizing. I will, yeah. I will never, never forget that. So Ben was in front and he was like paddling and we were rounding this corner seeing, cause it was supposed to be like a, a new like stream that we were in. So we'd keep going and he's rounding the corner and he just like turns around and gives me this look like. Like like he's like, oh, like a no. cringy look, like realizing that this is a pothole that we're in, so this is not where no. we need to be, and this is like I don't know, whatever. Eight o'clock it was getting dark, oh. yeah. like like so, we, and we still didn't know where we were supposed to go. So oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I think that was like the most physically exhausted yeah. I'd, I'd ever been, wow. and this was with juniors, so we were with like twelve yeah. and thirteen. And this year is olds. Du- like directly one year after the it was, Arctic yeah, trip. it was the next. Yeah, next and I think year. simply the fact that like. I think like the Arctic trip, maybe like really it was the hardest thing I've ever done, but it was, it was such a, like, it was manageable because I was just, I, we were just with a group of amazing people yeah. that like we knew, had knew that we could do it, that we just, we had wow. faith in each other. And whereas here we were like, trying to all these kids that were like crying constantly and yeah. we just couldn't. Yeah. So the next, so the next day, <laughs> the next day when we did this crazy portage, like through this cedar grove. Um, and we also like, didn't know where the end was really like, um, and, and all these kids were like, basically just like single file, you know, like basically passing gear or carrying gear, like th- through these trees. Yeah. And the kids were just like, every kid was dealing with this differently. Kind of like we were on the Arctic trip where they were like, kids were crying. Kids were like cursing. Kids were like praying to God. Kids were like calling <laughs> oh. out to their mom and dad. And I just like let it all happen. Cause I was like, <laughs> There's you, nothing you guys just, do. yeah. Like you, you just gotta like keep going and as long as they're moving forward it's fine yeah and but but the actually again sort of paralleling the archie trip when the kids got through that like the rest of the trip was just a breeze because everything yeah. felt so easy 
and like they were joking around we were on like long portages long hard portages after that long hard paddles into headwinds rainy days like the kids were just like fine because they're like no suffering (laughs) compared to what we've already gone through which is pretty amazing for coming from 12 year olds and they were all joking around in, in good spirits because they had like broken through that ceiling of of yeah. of pain and suffering they had built a new threshold was yeah it, exactly is that fair to say yeah that's yeah a good, good way of putting and it. two years ago i was back at, at camp at in the senior camp and some of the kids that were on that trip were still coming back to camp wow. a lot of like quite a few of them came back kept coming yeah. back which is awesome right and like some of them were seniors and we talked about it and like the, it was like a it's probably pride now it was like yeah they were proud that they did it they like it's very clear in their memory like a like a landmark in time for them (laughs) like well formative formative experience like a part two of this whole episode (laughs) just about the loon yeah that'd be be hilarious it was nuts (laughs) it really was yeah and just like about like how ron talked about it beforehand too like yeah (laughs) What what do you think is the biggest lesson that you would like to impart? Like, let's say a camper or someone is listening to this, and they're thinking about an Arctic trip. What would be what would be like something that you would want to tell them when they're thinking about this? Yeah, I would just say uh, go ahead and um, try to enjoy yourself in whatever you're doing. If you're going on a ten day trip, that's awesome. Um, have a good time with it. And if you're do- going on something longer than that. Uh, you know, 20, 30, or 80 days. How many days were you guys out? 109. Yeah. yeah. If you're out for 109 days, like <laughs> do your best to enjoy each day. Wow. So it doesn't matter. The length is not what matters. No, I mean like, yeah, just, just try to have a good time. If you're going out for a couple of days or a uh, hundred days, um, try to enjoy yourself. Wow. Hell yeah. Well, did you, when you're, yeah, I feel like, length doesn't matter because you get to a point where it's like this is what life is did you feel that way totally the, like it just yeah. it, it honestly just felt like canoe trips stacked on top of each other yes. and i'm wondering if did so you, all three of you agree that length doesn't matter is that <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i mean that's on record that's uh, uh well i would like i would not like that to be on the record for okay me. we got one dissent here right. yeah, yeah length matters at times yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah but I, like yeah I just wanted totally. that to be clear <laughs> I would like to go on record. What about you, Ben? What length matters? Okay, you have one opportunity. There's, there's, there's someone's approaching. They're like, I'm thinking about doing this same route that you're that you guys did. What would you say to them? I would say choose a new route, like because I think it's more fun to have an an original route. There's, you know, even the the trip we did that there were three portions of the trip that had been done before, not by a huge number of people, but the most the best part of the trip. For me, at least, I don't know if Marty and Henry agree, but was was the upstream portion through the Akalinic Hills, which was just like this big question mark on our map, and uh, it ended up being amazing. It was like this oasis in the middle of the tundra, and there were trees, and we were rounding the corner. It was just was it was so lush and beautiful, and we we made a fire having after having not made a fire for a number of days, and um, yeah, it was. That was like I felt like we were like explorers. That was the, the the one time on the trip where I really felt like, and obviously other people had been in that area, indigenous people and stuff like that. But it it really felt like un, uncharted territory. Um, wow. But and, like yeah, maybe not recently though. It seemed like it, yeah. It, you you had no logs or you had no. We didn't have any information about that section um, in 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 writing. Whoa. Yeah. How how long were you guys on it? Uh, a little over a week, I think. Yeah, and it was all upstream, and the the beginning was pretty pretty daunting because we were we were 
you know, pulling our boats up basically like sand, a very shallow river that was kind of a sand delta, sandy delta, um, where our boats were kind of getting sucked to the ground and it was just slow going. And then later it was kind of like pulling up rapids and, um, but it was unbelievably beautiful. beautiful. And yeah, like, like Chris said, our sort of nine to five attitude toward the section really helped. And, wow. um, so I would say like th- th- for me that made the trip and that's like the part I talk about the most actually. Um, and it was the most exciting because, you know, we were on big rivers, we were on smaller rivers, we were shooting rapids, but all that, you know, we've done on previous trips. Um, but this upstream portion was pretty unique. So if you were going to do a trip like this, I would say choose it, choose your own route. Um, and that was, um, I don't remember, remember exactly how we came to, decided on this route. I think we were looking at an Atlas in my parents' house. Um, and we basically went straight North and then figured out how to connect the, uh, the Morse to the, uh, to the ocean, to the Dubont, the, the Morse of the Armark. Wait, what? Did, no, the the Dubont to the Morse, the Dubont to the Morse, sort oh, of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, was it the upstream? Which which yeah, was yeah, this yeah, yeah. upstream yeah. portion? Just like how do we continue this line like north, basically? Wow. Um, and so I think our our route was like pretty cool. And I know that the, the Ogechi girls that did the did an Arctic trip in 2017 also had like a pretty pretty unique route. Um, and then obviously you guys going from camp all the way up to the Arctic Ocean. I think having a route that feels like it's personalized and meaningful mm-hmm. is, is is pretty cool. Wow. But I also think like you can have a great time on any river if you're with a good group of people. So, mm. yeah. It's great advice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, dude. Thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Circles. Um... Oh, no, you know what? I, I think um, for me, because I feel like this is a, a little bit of a regret that I have, and it's probably just because of like where I was in life still. Um, I feel like just make sure you you don't let the trip like become such – like be yourself the whole – be yourself in the trip. <laughs> I don't Whoa. Know. Wait, what were you about to say? Like you felt like you weren't being yourself at all not times? Not necessarily. I, I'm not I, – I don't think – I think I was, but I think I uh, – um, I have a certain level of goofiness to me sometimes that I maybe like was like withdrawing sometimes maybe. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. So let yourself <laughs> let yourself ex- be expressed in its full yes. to its full extent. Because that's the uh, some of the best parts about be- being on a canoe trip with people is just getting to be silly and crazy and in, in the in the woods wow. doing whatever you want. That's beautiful. Yeah. Man, well, thank you guys so much for uh, sharing your experiences. Thank you, Mr. Zach. Yeah, I love each and every one of you guys so much. Um, you guys are fucking heroes in my world. And uh, it's really fucking special that I get to have you guys on the podcast, seriously. Bang, bang, skeet, skeet. Welcome to the end of the podcast. Very impressive work. You made it all the way through. And uh, if you guys enjoyed the content, please be sure to give us that subscribe button. We have listeners now internationally. We're getting starting to see downloads in Netherlands. Colombia, Chile, China, Pakistan. It's a really, it's really cool. And uh, I appreciate you. I love you. I want to see you. I want to feel you. And uh, thank you.